This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 261, recorded on May 19th, 2016. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation all through the Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy Network Studios. Just a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Mike Weger, the weather out there, because I get so much uh, traction on my weather tweet. I, I figured we'll spend the rest of the podcast talking about weather. Great, great weather here in Nebraska. Right you now. just can't beat it. I tried to spend as much time as I could outside today. Went and sat outside at a coffee shop with my sister and caught up with her. It was just, it's perfect. It's amazing. And then we get like that two-week window, and then it just goes to hell yeah. after that. And the heat comes, and it's hotter than hell, and the bugs come, and it's just awful. So, but, so in this two-week period, it's always great to be in Nebraska. Of course, we post the show with world-class show notes each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can also join, our, join us live on our new mobile app, Surprisingly, more and more of you are doing that. If you head over to HomeGadgetGeeks.com, two big buttons, even for us fat-fingered guys, kind of hard to miss. You can either do uh, your iPhone or your Android, no Windows, but iPhone, Android, it, one click or maybe two. Subscribe. Get that. If you're on the road, you can always listen to us live or the recorded version a little bit later. You can stream that. It is on the iPhone streaming only. Uh, Android, I think, will let you download, but... A great way to consume us live if you're on the road traveling, and a lot of you do. You're, a lot of you uh, are moving around throughout the week, and uh, a great way to catch us. Oh, and I can vouch for that now, too. I, the week I had to miss for graduation, I had an event, but on the way home, I was like, oh, they're probably still going. Open up the app, fired it up while driving, listen to it live. It's fantastic. Best Love way it. to, you know, especially while you're driving and when you're on cellular data, you don't want to stream the video, just and do the sometimes audio. Sometimes it's hard to find. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. if you're ever trying right. to find that in the app or whatever, and uh, especially to get away. the live streaming. So if you want to join us live on Thursdays, but you don't have the bandwidth to watch us on YouTube, head over HomeGadgetGeeks.com, get that downloaded. We will thank uh, both Spreaker for building that for us and LastPass for sponsoring it and our friends over at LastPass. By the way, LinkedIn exploit today, right? Uh, I think uh, millions of uh, passwords were exposed. So if you're a LinkedIn user, you might want to just go change your password while, even during the show, that would be okay. If you go out and change your LinkedIn password, uh, that would be a good safety, a good safety thing to do. Also, last week on the show, I appreciate it. I mentioned, uh, you know, I got, I got, a, had a little problem with Amazon, and someone kind of hacked into my account and spent some money, and they were stupid criminals, and I got it all back, which is just crazy. <laughs> they bought gift cards, then they bought things with the gift cards, then they returned them, which put it back on the gift card balance, and then they didn't do anything with it. It was twice they did that. Another account they bought gift cards, and then left it in the gift card account. Mike, have you ever heard of giftgyft.com? I have not. So it's this gift card site, right? I think okay. it's actually the Russian mafia. But <laughs> it is one of those things you can you can buy gift cards there. So they took they bought $200 worth of gift cards and then left them in the gift card account. They had created, I never created it, they created it for me using my email address. This is how stupid they were. They used my email address and the password they had hacked, which I knew at the time, and... Um, and so I just logged into it, and there the changed money was right there. So then I just changed it, and then I just transferred the money back to Amazon. I was like, how stupid are you? You had access to everything. Smart enough to and get they, the password, not smart got, enough to yeah. be efficient with no, using the password. No, they were, I don't know if they knew what they were doing. But they, um, uh, I appreciate some of you said Amazon does have two-factor. I mentioned that last week that I, was, I wished Amazon had two-factor, and they do. So if you're... A heavy Amazon user and you're not sharing it, this is where it gets a little complicated. I share my Amazon account with my wife. 
and that gets a little complicated with two-factor because she won't have the phone on her when she's logging into the account using my credentials. But a couple of you sent me emails and said, hey, Jim, Amazon does have two-factor. And so I appreciate your feedback each and every week when we get that. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv if you want to correct us, and that's okay. Uh, you know, we, we love those kinds of things as well. So we've got a great show ahead for you tonight. Hopefully you've, got, uh, you've been hearing us as we've been promoing this. And uh, we have Emily and James coming over from Classy Little Podcast. We've been talking about it a bunch over the last couple of weeks. And so, Emily, James, welcome to Home Gadget Geeks. Great to have you on here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I'm actually trying to remember my LinkedIn password now so oh. I can delete it. <laughs> I'm so worried. Like, oh, no. I saw a frantic email. I'm just like, ah, it's nothing. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> it's Who pays you know, attention to LinkedIn emails, you know? You're I probably, know. I know. They're like, what's this stupid, you know, there's somebody a yeah. job. You know, hey, there's three jobs in your area that are just like yours. So when you knew 10 years ago once, you would endorse them. Like, oh. Oh, those endorsements on LinkedIn Jesus. are just brutal, right? They are just brutal. Apparently, well, I'm really good at Excel, though. I mean, that's all I've oh, wow. Excel and PowerPoint, <laughs> I've had that's, good that's numbers something. on there. Yeah, got endorsed for breathing. So that I put it on my resume. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's what I did. Yeah. Got me into law school, I think, actually, all those endorsements. Sadly, <laughs> I heard that job recruiters actually really care about LinkedIn status. Really? Yeah. It's uh, kind of screwed up, yeah. God, yeah, I, I was, not. I was um, emailed through LinkedIn from Sirius, and I'm like, is this just because I have Podcaster in my profile now? Oh and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, I, I, we had always act. I run these social media groups at work, so at Gallup, I'm kind of the social media um, coordinator for a lot of what we do for our coaching community. And the coaches would always ask me, so because I would say, here's our Facebook, and here's our Twitter, and here's our podcast, and all those things, right? YouTube channels. And, you know, somebody would always in the class go, oh, Mr. Collison, uh, what about LinkedIn? You know, and I'd be like, well, LinkedIn's kind of dead, actually. And this is like a year ago. Now, the traffic over at LinkedIn has picked up exponentially in the last maybe six to eight months. It's gotten crazy over there. And, and I know there used to be a lot of traffic and no interaction. But now I'm getting, when I post my podcasts to LinkedIn, I actually get traction over there. So yeah, I it, do too, yeah. It's crazy. So if you've uh, maybe forgotten about LinkedIn, uh, now might be a good time to go. Not now. Stop. If you're, you've got some time. You don't have to do it right this second if you're listening live. But, uh, or even the recorded version. Uh, at some point, change your LinkedIn password. Uh, that is coming What will they All do right. with my hacked LinkedIn password? Like, get a job? <laughs> yeah. Well, I always thought, you know, when my credit card uh, payments were so high that I'd be like, hey, hack it and maybe make a payment or something. Yeah, There's no thanks. room in there to buy anything. <laughs> But that's they never always, did. Yeah, that's what I always think when I can't remember my password for uh, credit cards. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you so afraid that somebody is going to pay my bill yeah. that you can't? <laughs> no, exactly. Well, it is a little weird. I mean, if you feel a little violated when someone does hack one of your accounts and you can see. I mean, they were obviously making transactions on my account that I was not making. And you get a little, all of a sudden, you get a little paranoid. And I, of course, I use, we use LastPass, and I went in and changed as many as I could, as quickly as I could, just to kind of secure the banking and, you know, kind of the important ones, right? The ones you don't want yeah. them getting to. Well, and, I know Jason Bryant, who's in the chat room, his friend, her Twitter got hacked um, last night, and I think he said it was through LinkedIn ooh. that that happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, what they'll do, right, they'll get the LinkedIn password, and then, They'll take that username and password, and they'll try sure. it at a whole bunch of different other sites. So, a, a good reason to have multiple passwords. Which again, you know, LastPass sponsors our mobile app, and they make that a little bit easier to kind of they generate those for you, keep track of them. So, 
um, a pretty good way. I still got some to go. I mean, I, I think I've I've got maybe 30 accounts to go in there and just kind of change and get them all separated and different. Um, but you know, the one thing that got me, guys, that I didn't catch early when I when you think about getting hacked, and of course I went to all my banking sites, so you know, B of A, Chase, all those. I forgot PayPal. And you kind of forget, right? They're oh yeah, they're, and so that was they got in one, they got into PayPal and and did two hundred dollars worth of. This is where I said they bought two hundred dollars worth of gift cards at gift gift.com. Check it out; it's really interesting. And then um, and then proceeded to not do anything with them, so they were there when I got there. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just take these back, thank you very yeah. much, and I just dropped them right back. And they bought Amazon gift cards to boot, which were easy to redeem. And yeah. put right back into my Amazon account. So <laughs> I got a, that. Uh, yesterday. I got an email from eBay saying, you know, your account's been used for unauthorized stuff. You need to log in and change. But you have to look so carefully. It was a fake email, but it wants you to click and and, and you know log in to change your password. And once you type your stuff in, then you've logged in and it looks authentic. I mean, if you guys want to, I mean, this, you can't see it, but it's the it's tilt everything. Tilt it a little bit. Yeah, just oh, tilt yeah. it. Uh, there we go. I mean, yeah. everything eBay. I mean. The coloring, everything, and yeah. it didn't look right to me. And uh, luckily, it, it was actually fake. So yeah, just remember, if you're listening and you get an email like that, do never go directly from the email. Always no. go type go, in yeah. type in eBay.com, and that's how I figured it out. There was no notification in eBay. eBay was fine. It was just this random email. But yeah. they're doing a very good job of making those look extremely authentic, even for those of us who are watching for that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, PTD said in chat, he said they thought it was only 6.5 million initially. These are these are uh, hacked uh, accounts at um, LinkedIn or stolen information. But recently someone is trying to sell the data from the hack and they are saying they have 117 million bits of data. So, you know, wow. I mean, that's a good chunk of LinkedIn's kind of, um, you know, their users. So it's, you know, it's interesting. Uh, no one, you know, uh, what, what it, it, somebody here's a hack on a hack. So somebody says, "Hey, we've hacked LinkedIn." Somebody then creates a database of fake uh, username and passwords and just <laughs> randomly generates this and then tries to sell that on top of it, like, "Hey, we've got it," and you, and it's not even the real stuff. So, oh my gosh, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's a crazy world out there, and so make sure <laughs> your passwords are up to date. Uh, you guys are from Classy Little Podcast out at classylittlepodcast.com. Highly recommend it. Mike and I have both jumped on the bandwagon with you guys and have been listening over the last three, four, five weeks um, as we've gotten in. Uh, Emily, I told you it's such a break from uh, like we. Li I listen to tech podcasts or podcasts about podcasts. That's kind of the two <laughs> genres I get into, and it's been such a nice break. Tell us a little bit. We'll di we'll dig into the wine here in a second, but tell us a little bit. How'd you guys come up with the idea? Emily, I'll start with you. How'd you come up with the idea for this, and why did you create Classy Little Podcast? Wine actually <laughs> was how we came up with the idea for it. We, <laughs> we were drinking wine one night, and we just we have these conversations where we'll start with a topic and go from topic to topic. Be like, oh, I read this article about this. Oh, and did you know this? Because James reads all sorts of articles all the time and they're all interesting articles that he tells me about and then <laughs> and then I have a job I told you as a crossword puzzle editor so I get stuck going down Wikipedia wormholes all the time like oh I have to look up this clue and wow that's really interesting which and, is still in DOS by the way right I mean you have a DOS editor is that you're, you're serious I mean you were you sent that to me I showed you the screenshot yeah there's DOS for when we're um there are a few books that we still have to do in DOS but for the most part we do 
you know, we have our own kind of software that's tailored to us. And, uh, yep, but DOS. Every <laughs> yeah, a lot of our guys will appreciate that. Uh, the, the demographic of my audience is, you know, 35 to 55, kind of white male system admin. That's kind of the, the demographic. And so when you said we're still in DOS, there's a bunch of guys right now that are saying, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a Commodore 64. I've got, you know, I, that they can. I could they probably can. go to their house and do my work rather than on my house with a new computer because, yeah. you know, we. It's hilarious. Yeah. You, you sent that to me. Um, so you guys used to work together. You're not doing that a any longer. But James, what do you do, and and how did you kind of get into the podcasting besides being asked uh, when drinking wine? <laughs> uh, I do marketing work for, I'll just call it an architecture firm. It's mm -hmm. actually a theater consultant, but it's just usually simpler to say we're like architects for theaters, and I do the marketing and some sales work for them. Uh, and we, I did meet Emily when we were both copy editors on a desk. And Emily wrangled me into it. It was one of those ideas that you were drunk and usually fizzles out, and it actually came into being. I know. The next morning, I texted him, and I'm like, so this idea is still in my head, and I think it's oh, a good really? one. <laughs> actually, that might be fun, yeah. yeah. Do, do you feel like you're on episode 40? And, you know, we, in the podcasting world, we kind of say, you know, the first 10 are kind of, and then it gets better as you go. Yeah. Do you feel like for your own for your own podcast, Emily, do you feel like it's you guys are getting better and more efficient and the it's getting easier as you go? Oh, every, every single episode, it's exponentially. And I'm like, wow, I just edited this episode in two and a half hours. That's a new record. I get to go to bed before midnight tonight. And it's, you know, and then next week it'll probably be something like, two hours and 20 minutes and I'll celebrate that but yeah we've been doing it for a year and it's still you know every week is something new and yeah. I'll find I'll find a trick that I'll be like oh god do I want to go back and re-edit some episodes now that I know this and <laughs> right, on the technical side it's definitely gotten better for Emily but in terms of content I think after episode three or so we got into the same place we are now it's really a crapshoot is like to whether a, con a topic will be entertaining or not. Cause sometimes it'll be, let's do a show about bugs, and it sounds boring, and it turns out to be a great episode, where sometimes it'll be, let's do an episode about, I don't know, something exciting, and it just falls flat. Yeah, so yeah it really kind of fizzles. Interesting to see the run the gamut. Well, show 40 is about gadgets, and so I would encourage if you're going to start uh, listening to the podcast, you head out to classylittlepodcast.com slash 40, I think, gets you there, or something yep. close along those lines. And uh, that would be the best one to start with and then work the back catalog on the way back. That's always a great way. Go 39, 38, 37. Work your way backwards. <laughs> Don't listen and, to the first two. And, and they're always, uh, the first ones are always awful, aren't they? That's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the struggle you get through. My, Mike, when you first did uh, Open Mic Night, your very first one, I have these visions of you. You were trying to do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> well, the, the pro and I was faking it. Like I was trying to do a live show with questions, and I didn't have any questions because I didn't have any viewers. So I'm just like oh, making God. up stuff as I go, you know. And just trying to, and it's live, you know. And, and there's like two people, my mom and my grandma, that are watching. So it's really awkward. And, and oh, it's just the first few, and then you get into it, and you actually start getting a rhythm, and you start getting an audience and listeners, yeah. and it's it's just crazy. Actually, I wanted to do a video from like my first one to my last one, and just like a compilation thing, because it's it's an area of growth. You watch it, and you're actually like, wow, look at that. Over a year, I've actually learned to do something new. But for you, you, you guys, it's so 
Yeah, you do. Yeah. For you guys, it's so funny. You are the only podcast. I think I can honestly say this. I'm trying to think. I can say it. You guys are the only podcast where I listen to all the ads or plugs. You guys do them so <laughs> like you guys are back and forth and fun about it, or they're interesting, or you know you're plugging the other podcast, and they're great. Like I'm like they do a great job. Like if I was ever going to sign up for Audible, I'm going to do it through their stuff, you know, because they're yeah. just fun about it and oh, stuff thanks. like that. So you guys have like this natural back and forth that's like hard to find. That's why I think I that's my favorite part about your podcast is you guys are good blend. So I haven't listened to the first few episodes, but has that always been, was the blend always there? I think the dynamic's or? always been the same, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's always been there. That's just I a think natural each other for a while. I mean, and so the chemistry was there because you've yeah. known each other for a while. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of how we would talk. And it's funny, the first episode, though, we tried to um, come off as almost very arrogant, like, okay, and we're going to tell you all about wine and cheese because we are these experts. And it's like, no, we're not. We drink no. wine and we say, yum, this is good. We drink boxes of <laughs> mediocre wine and say, <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever it is, it is, are whiny. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's super good. I love your format. And, and you know, I'm, I listen to um, Radiolab from NPR and not, not into the, some of their other shows, but I really like where they've gone with Radiolab. And you, your show kind of reminds me a little bit of that, in, in, but not in a pretentious way, because I think they're getting a little crazy these days. But you guys cover your material, you do some research, you spend some time digging in, you got some interesting facts, uh, you know, uh, about, and it's not just the same old stuff. I mean, you guys in your in the gadget show that you just did, you, you talked about Leonardo da Vinci and kind of the father of gadgets, and you know those kinds of things. I never really thought of it that way. And I no, was no, I like, didn't either until I. Until I found the wine, and I was like, well, it's, <laughs> da, it's Da Vinci wine. This is the closest to gadgets I'm going to find in this wine store. Like, okay, I guess he did gadgets. Let's let's take it home and drink it. And I um, did That's some research on it. Yeah. I yeah, know. Can and I Emily, just, I'll back you yeah. up in a public forum. I didn't know the Da Vinci thing either. I'm just going to say it. Like, when you say it, I was like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. I didn't know that random fact. So thank you. You taught me something so in the future I don't look like an idiot, you know, when I'm having a conversation with someone else. So Yeah. <laughs> no, so That's good awesome. stuff. You guys are doing you're doing great work, and so let me encourage you to head out. Classylittlepodcast.com slash 40 to get started. All right, you guys always start with wine and cheese. We'll leave the cheese out because that's not really important tonight. The, you the can't wine. do anything with a gadget with cheese. You're just going to... No. No. What are you going to do? Get an electric cheese carver? No. No, that would actually, I'm sure that is. I'm uh, sure it's a thing. I'm sure that is a thing. Last week we discovered that you could, there's a USB toaster. Yeah, and get. I told you about that, and then I found <laughs> out it was a link to the onion. So, oh, I know. Oh, they man. got me. They get I me all the time. So violated now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, it takes nine to. Nine to eleven minutes to make toast. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't think thing. that. I didn't think that five volt <laughs> would be enough. I, I think I think I even said that in the show. But you know, oh. you uh, you. So let's talk a little bit about wine. I'll start because you guys always start your show with wine, and so so I went out and I kept looking. I was going through the store, and so I found one called Chalkboard. And you know, every good idea. I'll try and do this in the spirit of classy little podcast. Nice. So, nice. Every good idea always starts with someone going to the chalkboard and saying, "Hey, let's try, you know, let's write this thing out." Right? You could Da Vinci, uh, as you guys talked about last week. He sketched all his stuff out, and you know, you, you think about some of the modern inventions and even some of the old ones done on the chalkboard. So it's a California. It's 2014, and and I know uh, you guys will love this part. Sultry aromas of coffee, red berries, with yeah. notes like that with notes of blackberry and cedar so if you don't mind drinking wood that's yeah. not <laughs> like I could never figure out why they would add a wood I but, know well I don't understand why on um, 
Sauvignon Blanc, they always say it it tastes of cut grass, and apparently that's it's like my favorite white wine. And I'm like, I apparently know. I like cut grass. You're like, why <laughs> why would you do that? So so chalkboard. I I said I think I called it blackboard, but it's called chalkboard. Yeah. And uh, and that's what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Uh, what, what what kind of wine is yours? Yeah, we have got uh, the California 37, and it's from the Save Me San Francisco Wine Company. So San Francisco, obviously, it's my favorite place on the planet, and uh, the what do you call it? The central mecca. place. The yeah, mecca. mecca. That's, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I should stop drinking the wine I brought. And yeah. um, <laughs> uh, the mecca of all technology and where everything blooms and stuff like that. And the place of Apple, which is my favorite technology company. So That would have been a good wine that had an Apple I tr- I looked. I was I, okay. Well, I was looking in the name. I'm sure there was in the description somewhere, yeah. but I didn't have that much time that, on my head. That would have been so. a good one, too. Uh, Emily, what are you drinking? I have a Long Chase um, 2014 Cabernet Sauvignon, and I got it um, from Wine Insiders. They had a special on Derby Day for a case of wine, and it was mixed. You didn't know what you were getting, and it was $66, and I'm like, that is $5 a bottle. That is incredible. I don't even care what kind it is, so... I've just been randomly picking it out. Five dollars like, a bottle? Yeah, it's kind of like I've been playing Russian roulette with this case of wine, being like, "What are we drinking tonight?" Okay. Awesome. That's always <laughs> nice when you get a good wine. It was cheap, and you, yeah. you open it, and you're like, eh, "Actually, this is delicious." Exactly. That's good. better than the eight buck chuck at uh, Trader Joe's. You know, it's eight bucks now. We is don't it even eight have. Now? I thought it was two buck chuck. Yeah. I think it's oh. three, Mike. I think it's three buck chuck. Is it three? Yeah. Because yeah, in Connecticut, you cannot sell wine in a grocery store, so we have to go to like. We call them package stores. Um, uh-huh. We have to go to a separate store for it. So when I went out to Texas to podcast movement, the first place I wanted to go, I wanted to go to Target, and I wanted to go in their wine aisle, and that's what I did. <laughs> and it was that was my mecca right there. It was just nice. Target wine aisle. In Kansas City, Kansas, they have this. So on the Kansas side of Kansas City, they have the same rule, but they can sell it in grocery stores if it's under a certain percent, which is like a 3-2 beer. So all the beer companies, and you don't notice it. If you're in the store, it looks like Budweiser, it looks like Blue Moon, oh. but they're all 3-2 versions of the beer. And it's, it's called beer, right? So it's really oh, funny. Wow. If someone brings it from the Kansas side, they're going to be able to drink a few more than the people who brought it from the Missouri side. And it's it's crazy. I never thought of it. And they don't label it. You don't notice. It's not marked at all, but it is. It's 3-2. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. James, your uh, your wine list, but you're doing a mixed drink or something tonight. Are you going straight, or did you mix rum? It? No, there was some coke in there. Okay, that's all was. I And what kind of rum? What's, do you have a you have a go-to rum that you like to go with, or just actually, Emily cheap? gave me a bottle that she got when she came back from the Caribbean, or they say uh, there's some fancy hotel, and they're like, we're never going to drink this. Uh, have it. Yeah. Some sort of fancy dark Jamaican rum. Was it good? It, it was from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Uh, James, was it good? Did yeah, it's very good nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I I'm wouldn't a, know bad rum, but uh, it's true. I'm not. A, yeah. I'm not a run. I, I do enjoy good Captain Morgan. So that's the the sometimes on the podcast that's what shows up in my glass uh, nice. when we're when we're podcasting live. Well, very cool. I know in the tradition of that, we've got some wine gadgets for you guys as well that we've kind of discovered. If you uh, and I'll throw the link to this in the chat room so you guys can follow along, but. Coravin makes a system for if you want to, so you know, you bought a glass of wine, right, in the past, or you bought a bottle of wine, and maybe you're alone. First of all, not good to drink alone, but if you are, you are alone, you, uh, and you don't want to open that, because some, you know, they, you may not, maybe you're not drinking for the, the whole weekend, it's just Friday night, and you only want one glass. 
So Coravin makes these systems that you can buy. They actually use CO2 cartridges, although I think they're argon in the CO2 cartridge as opposed to the, the what would typically be in a CO2 cartridge. And what they do is they have a thin needle. Here, I'll just read this right from the site because that'll probably make more sense as we go. Um, so it says, uh, technology to enjoy the wine one bottle at a time and never take out the cork, right? So this game-changing wine access system allows users to pour out wine without popping the cork. Launched in the UK initially earlier this year in a department store, uh, it's a decade in the making, and Corvan technology works by passing a thin, hollow needle through the foil and cork of a bottle into the wine. The bottle is then pressurized with argon, uh, argon gas, in order to push the wine back through the needle and into the glass without any oxygen entering the bottle. This, uh, its makers assure that uh, after use, the wine will continue to evolve in its natural pace, meaning a, sin a single bottle can be tasted on multiple occasions over years without the threat of oxidation. While the partnership with Harris, that's the department store, is positive news for Coravan. It's all been uh, plain sailing for the brand. In June, the company was forced to issue a warning to its customers after it received reports of seven bottles exploding. <laughs> <laughs> a problem that has been rectified since, they say. So an interesting way of, you know, so you think about that, right? Just put that needle down in there and then charge it. And then you, you can just pour it right out of that when you're done. You, it, you, the needle comes out and that cork reseals. And so, James, go ahead. No, I just think it's a great idea. I've heard from wine reps who I know who use it all the time. Apparently, it's an expensive product, might be like three or four hundred dollars. But yeah, they do there's retail. A lot of times when you just want a glass of wine and you figure, well, I'm gonna have to drink this whole bottle or let it go bad. Oh yeah. God, you have to drink a whole bottle. <laughs> yeah, who could possibly drink? Darn. <laughs> Emily, I don't think struggling with that. The uh, the Model Eight uh, is their cheapest at three at two ninety nine, and then the Model Two Two comes in at uh, two fifty, and uh, then the cartridges, which is interesting because you have to buy these cartridges, and I think you get ten or fifteen charges per cartridge, and those cartridges are about ten dollars each, I think. And so, wow. yeah, not the cheapest system in the world. But for the, if you're drinking wine that way alone and a, one glass at a time, you probably have money to spend. You're probably board. really lame too. Yeah, I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to be their friend if they're gonna put that wine back without even just just send it to me. If you <laughs> be a good friend, send it to a buddy, take it. Yeah. Over to house. <laughs> like, no, that sounds gonna... actually pretty cool though. I, yeah. I need that. Yeah. We have that happen a lot where, especially at like a party, so you've got a party and people are trying different mm -hmm. wines, and then you end up with a bunch of different levels of different wines, and if you could use that, that would be pretty cool. I wonder how it works, if it would work with soda, actually, if oh, you could yeah. get soda with a cork in it. So it's not flat. Yeah. There you go. I just drank the whole soda. I'm not going to lie. Oh, Jim. <laughs> Do we have I, to have an I, intervention now? Dude, I love soda. <laughs> it is, I could drink gallons of it. And I, you, you just have to really be careful because it's not good for you at all. I mean, like, Coke is the worst. I mean, you might as well just be drinking battery acid. You clean a toilet with it. I know. You know? It's just not good. And I watch, you know, all my tech guys, you know, drinking Mountain Dew and Coke, and you're just like, oh... That is so not going to end well for you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, enjoy some um, some wine. Go ahead, James. No, I just remember hearing about this device the first time, and the bartender said, like, yeah, it's argon. I'm like, isn't that one of those gases they detect for in case 
It kills you? Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. What was his response? Uh, he's like, yeah, that's it. But apparently it's fine as long as you're not in a small room packed with argon. You're going to be fine. Well, they know. had the seven bottles non- exploding. So. It's non-toxic. Could you imagine how, how um, uh, interesting, no, it's the right word, alarming that would be if you were one of those people and you've charged this bottle oh. up and you're just getting ready to pour it and the, the thing just explodes on you? How that would be like, oh, that's interesting. I hope no one was hurt. In the in the because that would I mean that would send some pretty good shrapnel. Yeah, and they're trying uh, to save this wine, and I, know, I mean that's that's almost worse than drinking the whole bottle is yeah. just having it explode all yeah. over you. And after it explodes, it's not like you can lick it off the counter. You take you know? your shirt and you just wring it out. It's Why just have fun. little glass shards in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hold the shirt above your head and wring it out. You know, and yeah. <laughs> Is that it's, blood or wine? No one knows. No one really cares. No. <laughs> it, it's possible. Yeah, Jason Bryant's asking where my beer. You can't have a wine night and do beer at the same time, right? You can't. You can't do both no. at the same time. The other, uh, the other gadget, the other wine gadget uh, I wanted to talk about was a sonic decanter, right? And, and so when you decant a wine, you you add certain elements to it. You can run those through. I think, right? You run those through a filter or something, and it adds oxygen and takes out. Mm-hmm neutralizes some of the sulfur that exists inside the wine itself. So this sonic decanter that we looked at, and I'll, let me throw, the, it's uh, from a Kickstarter campaign, and they actually raised a bunch of money. Of course, who, I mean, you could throw out anything with wine, right? And people are just going to be like, yes, I want to pay for it. So it says uh, the sonic decanter, which claims to be, uh, which claims to be able to improve the taste of wine using sound waves, could soon be stocking the shelves of your local wine shop following a successful Kickstarter campaign where they asked for $85,000 and actually raised 135000 Hopefully some of that was raised as people were drinking, and then they're like, yes, yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. Oh, sure, I'll give you 500 bucks, right, from that standpoint. <laughs> uh, about 860 uh, backers to date. The invention is the cu- on the cusp of being commercialized, invented by Charles Lionheart and marketed by uh, Dynasys. Technology Dionysus. Dionysus? Not, yes, is that, that is a that is a Roman god of wine. Really, mm-hmm. as opposed nice. to Bacchus, who's the oh. Greek. Oh, I'm sorry. So Dionysus is Greek and Bacchus is Roman. That's right. Wow, Mike, we just got you know our wine got got oh, oh yeah, <laughs> holy crap. Those are the only facts we know. <laughs> I know the podcast Da Vinci now this, Roman and Greek gods. This I'm is gonna... like being on classy little podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go hang out at some really highbrow place and start talking to people now because I know a lot. I'm gonna be. Oh. Well, the sonic it very clear in every episode. Classy is very tongue in cheek. I like it. We like yeah. it. Yeah. And it. I do well, tell people, I'm like, do not base any papers off of what we are saying. Like, if you you are using us as a source, don't don't do it. Source. Source. Well, well, my law professors are in for a treat. Then let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I found you guys right before finals time, which is perfectly placed. You might have got quoted in some of my the law on 420 finals. and all that stuff. Is uh, there you go? Oh yeah. <laughs> <That's right>. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So it says, uh, in addition to improving the flavor of wine, the sonic decanter also allegedly enhances aroma, mouth feel. I think there was a, wasn't there, didn't someone say on the last pod, they don't like the word? <laughs> I hate Mount, that James, word. was that you? Or was that, oh, I mean, was that Emily? Emily's I hate that word. It's like, you know how some women hate the word moist? I'm like, oh, I'm okay with moist, but mouth feel, I can't, ugh. <laughs> so it, it's uh, allegedly... Uh, enhances aroma, mouthfeel, and finish in minutes, according to its Kickstarter page. The patented technology uses safe, 
ultrasonic sound wave energy to change the molecular and chemical composition of wine, reducing sulfur dioxide levels. After placing cold tap water in, uh, in your chosen wine into the decanter, all you have to do is push the red and white button and wait for 15 minutes. The device can be operated on a smartphone. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Ooh. Of course. Why wouldn't you make it work on a smartphone via the Sonic Decanter app? Its makers claim the device also works on closed bottles of wine to the same effect and can also reinvigorate wine that has been open for a few days. So if you... If you're one of those bottles that exploded and that that wine's been sitting out for a few days, just <laughs> put it in the decanter. It's going to revive it right back. To uh, do either of you use any when you're when you're drinking wine? Do you guys use any of the fancy uh, tool? You know, you're supposed to aerate it and some of those other things. You guys are just straight out of the bottle. We believe um, in like aerating it. We usually don't have the patience for that, but no. I always notice when we do, it tastes better. But yeah, it does. Typically, do anything. Well, we did something on our cheers to water because I found the tip about adding a little bit of water to it, and it um it kind of tastes the same as if we had aerated it because it lowers kind of the harshness of the tannins a little. It looks but. very cool. The product looks very cool. I mean, they have definitely gotten the iPhone, uh, the whole iPhone fit, yeah, fit and finish in there, and uh, it looks like you can drop the bottle right into it, and it uses sonic waves to do it. So. Very, very interesting. As I was doing a little research for this show, I wanted to have some wine things for you guys to kind of talk about. And uh, so since we were going to talk wine, that's a big part of your show, and gadgets, which is a big part of this show, why not put the two together? And so some interesting. There's a ton out there, by the way. I think uh, Mark said it's going to retail for $250 when it comes out. Uh, Emily, would you drop 250 on a wine decanter? No, and when I first when I read that first sentence, it improves the taste of wine using sound waves. I'm like, so like you're supposed to put headphones on your belly when you're pregnant and play Mozart? Like that's what I just picture. You put headphones on the wine, you play certain songs, mm -hmm. and wine can taste better depending on what you're playing. If you're playing Nickelback, your wine will spoil. <laughs> if you're playing 80s Madonna. You'll oh. have a great time. Yeah. Well, we, we see some bias in the music, James. What do you think? <laughs> That's true. James is the music guy. Not in the oh, the music or the wine decanter. Both. Oh. <laughs> Both. No, I'll stand by Emily's music choices there. Rarely will I, but in that sentence, sure. Um, no, I would not pay that much for a decanter when you could pour it into a glass and it'll do the same job. But yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. It's no. neat. Some interesting, you know, some interesting gadgets adding, you know, the, yeah. they both, you know, are trying to take that. I love how they've taken it to an iPhone or to the, you know, to an app to kind of run it. And so well, it, go ahead. From $250 to free, speaking of iPhone apps, I actually use my favorite wine technology is the delectable wine app. So it's like a scanner because my biggest problem is I judge every wine off the label and if it's under $10. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, you know, sometimes above 10 if we're going to have a nice evening, but usually below $10. So the delectable wine app is like you can scan just the label. You just aim it, scan it, and you get some reviews from everyone. You can write reviews if you want. So I've written a few reviews on some wine that we've had time after time, but it's a great way when you're in the grocery store to distinguish between, you know, from 5 to 10, it's sketchy. You're living in a world yeah. where, like you could get something really good or really <laughs> bad. And so the wine app, delectable wine app is... It's free. You can just scan it and see if people are giving it good ratings. And I've been able to avoid some and get some good ones. I've, it's pretty good. I'd say about 75% of the time I agree with what they say. Sometimes I'm like, eh, it was a little worse than they thought. And sometimes I think a wine is fantastic that they've rated, you know, three or four stars. So 
Yeah, it's, it's a great app, and I, I love it. I don't know, do you guys use any apps to find your wine or rate your wine or anything like that? No, not really. No. It's, I mean, we kind of have our go-to wines when... Um, because we're trying different wines in every episode, but yeah. if I'm just going into the store for myself, I'm usually buying something from 90-plus sellers because they're, they're inexpensive. They actually come from um, big wineries, and this is excess that they have, and they sell them that excess to 90-plus sellers who then takes off the label, puts in their own cork, and sells it cheaper. But these are 90-plus points, all of these wines, and they're usually about under twenty dollars a bottle, and they've all been is this fantastic. A website? I have never heard of this, and I need to hear 90 about plus, it. Ninety plus? No, it's a <laughs> wine company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They get they have a great really store. good wineries, and they make very good stuff at a cheap price. Yeah. Okay. Is that yeah, local and, to the East Coast? Where are you guys? No, know? they're they're out of um, they're from all. They actually get uh, wine from all over. There was one because they'll have on their bottle. Um, like Cabernet Sauvignon from Lot 3. So we don't know what Lot 3 is, but they know what Lot 3 is. So you can't really say, oh, well, I got gotcha. this this like really expensive wine from this vineyard, but the, the bottle doesn't say. It's like kind of if you went to a store and they cut out the designer tags on something, but you, yeah, <laughs> and you got it much cheaper. That sounds um, great. Yeah, they're they're really good. There was one instance with Lot Five, and I I just remember this from an episode where they got that wine from Argentina, and they happened to leave the cork in the original cork, so everybody knew what winery it was. So that company had to buy back all the Lot Five stock that they had. They're like, that sure. was the easiest money we've ever made was selling it back to that winery because we forgot to take out their cork. Uh, but they, they physically take out the cork because they don't want it to know. They don't want to right, and put a new one in. I think they buy the grapes, don't yeah. they? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. Well, interesting. Uh, any other, when you guys think about wine technology or anything, is there anything else you've seen or you know about oh. that, that adds technology to this this. There's a great thing that happened this week where this company from California called, um, excuse me for a second, I don't remember offhand, but they're reverse engineering famous bottles of wine. Like when you process wine, the sugars turn into ethanol. They're just starting with ethanol and adding flavor compounds hmm. to try to copy famous bottles of wine. They did a Dom Perignon from 1990, and they're selling it for 50 bucks instead of 200. Right. And people have not been able to tell a difference through reverse engineering this alcohol. And wine aficionados are very unhappy about it. The company is called Ava Winery. Well, it's basically they're making a dolly the sheep of wine at this yeah. point. They're yeah. cloning it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just chemicals, right? I mean, if you can yeah. go in and do a complete chemical analysis and then replicate it. They even argue <laughs> that there are all these extra compounds when you produce wine that aren't part of this because they're only the basic elements of it. So it'll have less imperfections, I guess. So they're trying right. to say it's even better than the original bottle they're trying to mimic. Tastes um, the same, but better. I haven't probably, tried them, but I yeah. think I would. Yeah. No. Interesting. Well, that would be. It probably would start on a chalkboard. Is where the math. Oh, is. There you go. <laughs> bringing it all back uh, around. Uh, it. That's what I do here. That's my job. Oh, That's oh my god. She brings the puns to this episode. Trying to bring it back around. <laughs> hey, well, let's talk about your guys' gadgets uh, uh, here, James. I'm going to start with you. When you think of like your go-to home gadgets, the things that you use and 
you use the most and you can't live without. What are those for you? Uh, you admitted you're not necessarily a gadget, a real gadgety guy, but what, everybody has their go-to gadgets. What sure. Are I have a few. I use my Roku 3, which I bought about half a year ago. I use it every day, basically. You know, it's a great media streamer. I don't know the technical term for it. Yeah. I have something called a UI Mini Boom. Actually, hold on. Okay. I'm like, where is this mini boom if you're making that <laughs> that motion yeah. of All right, what? guys, hold on. Orange uh, Bluetooth speaker, which oh, actually yeah. Mark's hus uh, Emily's husband has one and he's the one who turned me on to it and it's got incredible sound and it's like a hundred bucks, I think. What's the name of it? It's called the UI Mini Boom. Yep. Yeah, we have one of those too. I bought the version. Hold that up to the camera here for me. I'm sorry, UI Mini Boom. Yeah. I think Logitech, right? They're the, they're. I think they're the. They who they make that. Those are really. Um, those speakers are really pretty cool. The newer ones you can actually put together in a Bluetooth stereo configuration. Yeah. This one and you so, can do that too. You hook up one on either side. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. and and you guys with your Androids, um, James and my husband Mark both have Androids. They can just place it on top of it. Yeah. And oh wow. It syncs. It I have to. Up. I have to go through mm -hmm. the app to sync it. But. Yeah, no, and it's a really good speaker. I mean, we we've got that yeah. too. My wife uh, was cleaning houses for a while, and when she would go, you know, she would go into the house, she would just take the speaker with her, set it down somewhere, uh, throw the playlist to it, and then flood the house with music. Oh yeah, it was a it's way amazingly of... loud for being so little. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Emily. I think my husband got that uh, on mono price. That's like uh, that would be his homepage if. Hey, let's talk about your husband real quick, because he, he has a gadget sickness, right? I mean, yeah. he would fit in pretty well. He with sounds just like us from the last episode you guys had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Emily, Emily, give us one example, maybe, of his gadget sickness. If you were to, if you were to say what, what, maybe a ridiculous gadget that he's bought that you kind of went serious. <laughs> oh, those new Amazon buttons. Oh, those God. came yes. out. Everything. We have one for red Gatorade. We have one for our garbage bags. We have one for the cat litter, for uh, our laundry detergent. And he's like, hey, there, there's one for condoms. I'm like, shut up, Mark. Just shut up. <laughs> Your husband and I could be best friends. Those are my pride and joy, and I've been trying to throw them at everyone I can. I'm like, here, you need an Amazon button, and you need an Amazon button. They're awesome. And I also have a five-year-old who she, you know, she can't be around buttons. We have to hide them from her because she'll just see it. She won't know what it is, no. and we'll just get five cases of Gatorade one day. And Does yeah. that happen? <laughs> no, I think they actually have a timer There's on it. There's a safeguard, right? Yes, yeah. thank you. If you've ordered once, the next order cannot be put in until after you've it's been received by you. So, yeah. so yeah. However long it takes them to ship it to you, and then they can order it right again. So, uh, Mike, how, how many da or how many buttons do you have now for, uh, there in the house? Uh, between a big eight and ten. I think between eight and ten, but they're awesome, and we we use them all the time, except for the Tide one. They all of a sudden went straight to only pods, and we don't use pod detergent because it do we don't like it. it blobs up on our stuff. So that's one down, so we don't use that one anymore, but all the other ones are still great. Gatorade, yeah, Gatorade, toilet paper, trash bags, Clorox wipes. Uh, I mean, I can't even think of all the ones we have, but we love them. Oh, Emily, yeah. helpful or not helpful for you? I, I honestly only use the laundry detergent one. I almost got to use the garbage bag one, but he was like, no, I already pressed it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark would I wanted a Red Bull there. one, but hands like we don't need Red Bull. We don't need a large bulk of Red Bull. That's not what we need at this point. That's <laughs> no. not what you need. I'm like, well, it's still just cool. You know? I know, yeah. 
Yeah, they announced free. that as an April Fool's joke, didn't they? Like, they were trying to confuse the consumer. I think they, yeah. Amazon came out with a button on April 1st. I think like, oh, right. it's just a joke. But guess what? It's actually real. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They're they're crazy. I have not done one of them yet. I need one for my dog food is what I really need one for. And Ooh, like that's all, a good all, one. Yeah, all the dog stuff, like my heartworm and flea guard, all that stuff, because that's stuff that, I, first of all, none of the stores have my the brand and all that stuff. So if they had it on there, it'd be... Amazon get even more of my money, and they already get most of it. So I know, yeah, Amazon boxes. If I come home and there isn't an Amazon box, I'm pretty surprised. Oh, about you that. and my wife probably have the same syndrome where you come home and you're like, uh oh, there's no Amazon box. Like, <laughs> Michael, you know, Amazon you know. has been losing money for like 20 years. Really? Yeah, really? the company loses money every year. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. But I didn't animals. know that. Yeah. Well, as long as I'm getting my stuff to my house, you know, you can think that's a fake loss because they, yeah. they invest so much back into the company. You know, they're everything they do, they invest back in. Every dime they've ever made gets invested back in. And so I think with Bezos, right? Isn't that the is it Jeff Bezos? Yep, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. yeah, I think he's he's just pouring it back in. They want to you know dominate, but. Mike, why can't we have a button that you just program to whatever you want? Like, I mean, you know. Well, they're mm -hmm. hackable. That's the fun part about uh, it. So they've actually done. If you watch the videos, they can hack these buttons. And the way you program is is already pretty cool. You set up your phone, and it makes a noise out of the speaker, and that noise programs the button. Pretty interesting. But yeah, they're actually hackable. Oh, so if Mark, you're turn real this off cool, right you now. could. Don't watch. Don't watch, Mark. Don't watch. <laughs> yeah. No, Mark, you can hack them. They're great. I'll send you no. the video later, man. I'll get your email. Great. <laughs> Yeah, buy a hundred of them, Mark. What's the best part? Be but the buttons are free. That's the hard part about them because they're cost five dollars, but you get five dollars off the first time you order. So yeah. that's the hard part for me. I'm like, well, why not? I'm just gonna order them all, and as long as I order once, they're free. So good enough for me. So um, uh, Brian put a, the the link to it in the chat room of the AWS IoT button limited release programmable dash button. So oh, nice. Look at that. Nice. That's the device out there. If you head out there, we'll include that link uh, inside the show notes so you can get uh, access to it if you want to have There's your go live button, Jim. You Mark, hit it. it tweets the average out TV slash wow. <laughs> 261 is what you want. You can get the link to this. Mark yeah. will want that for sure. I can yeah. hear that now. Um, yeah, I just I was kind of thinking, you know, why, why not just program what you currently you know what what you currently use and uh, now uh, have either of you gotten into the Echo or any of the the Emily do you, has Mark bought an Amazon Echo and he's he's using the buttons but does, does he have an Echo or a, a Dot or any of those? No, I'm very glad he doesn't. I think because he's seen me yell at Siri so often that he doesn't. And he's an Android guy, so he's Fair. like. I, I don't want that, and it's not that he's paranoid, but he's seen me yell at Siri too often. That he's but I know you have the hue lights, so if you have the lights, the Echo is the best way to turn on and off the lights. Yes, we do, yeah. You get into bed and you just say, hey, hey, hey uh, Alexa, turn off the lights, <laughs> like that, and then she turns off all the lights in the house. It's wife, <laughs> it's wife approved. My wife loves Alexa because of the lights. She's like, hey, just turn off the living room light. We're watching a movie, and she just says it, and it just happens, and she's like, this is fantastic. What so, else do you use it for? Um, oh. I use it for timers in the kitchen, so which I know Jim also uses it a lot for. So whenever we're cooking, you know, you got your hands full, right? And yeah. the Hey Siri thing for me, as much as an Apple fanboy as I am, I the Hey Siri doesn't work on my phone. So uh, if people are listening to the podcast, you just set off all of their phones right there. Right. <laughs> well, no, I won't because it doesn't work. It, it's a. It's That's awesome. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we use it for timers. Um, I use it for all sorts of sport scores and all that stuff. And Lists are great. Lists are yeah, great. Lists. Oh, no, say, I, you know, uh, when we run out of, um, you know, cereal, 
you just say, hey, hey Alexa, and, sh- and Echo, ooh, I, ooh, sorry, I just oh, sorry. the Echo, shoot. <laughs> but uh, it's um, Alexa's upstairs, and we just say, Alexa, you know, um, put granola or put Gatorade or put whatever on the shopping list. And then when my wife is out shopping, she, she's got an automatic list. That's super handy to have. Mm. That's great. Get in. And she's super accurate about that. That is one of those things when you're making lists. Now I figured out she hardly gets that ever wrong when you're ordering something. And so it doesn't order automatically. You know, you still choose, and we still buy locally from that She's a fantastic speaker, too. Even if you just want a great speaker in your home, you know, so she plays everything. You ask her to play something, and she does it. And the sound quality of it is what I'm impressed with. And then, Jim, you use the flash briefing Almost every morning, which I've started to use, but you're the master of it. I actually really like yeah. it. When I'm making my daughter's lunch, I'll just say, Alexa, I'll play my flash briefing, and I have it set to NPR News. She goes right into that, and then ESPN uh, Radio News right behind that. And so in 10 minutes, I kind of get my I get my update. And you get their voices, which is the best part. They play the audio clips from – she's not reading it. Alexa's not doing it in her voice. It's the actual ones. We get Mike great. and Mike. That's yeah. the, for the, yeah. for the ESPN always update. Always Mike yeah. and Mike on ESPN. We get Mike and Mike in the mornings. Yeah. Um, one of the nice things about ESPN is they update those literally every hour, and so they're constantly refreshing that. Right. So if you have the ESPN update on on uh, on Alexa, you get that uh, pretty regularly. So you know, um, Emily, has Mark said anything about the Google, the new Google announcement? Uh, you know, they have created a Echo-like device. Oh shoot, I said it again. Mm-hmm. They have created an Echo-like <laughs> She's device. She's listening again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, has he said anything about that? Because they that kind of is tied to the Google Now. Does he use Google Now on his phone when he's when he's? Yeah, well, he uses it more in the car for directions and stuff like that. But I feel like if he is interested in it, he knows to approach me probably at the end of tonight after I've had my wine, and that's when he'll approach <laughs> me with, "Hey, so Google came out with this thing." And here is how it will benefit you. This, this, this. You don't have to get up for this. You can do this with your phone. Like, you know. He's he good. Elevator pitch he's ready. trained. Yeah, he's he's good. He's You can tell. <laughs> he's got your I, know, it, I, I don't have that is, training yet. I'm not good. I'm like, I need this. She says, why? I'm like, I don't really know. And then, oh, no, okay, Mark's then I get, Then I get shot down. I need to learn from Mark. I need to talk to him on how this whole process goes. <laughs> well, he also, you know, he'll be like, so I bought you a bottle of wine. And also, there will be an Amazon box coming, uh, two-day shipping. Uh, there you go. Yeah. That's a good... Well, my wife's pregnant, so I can't get her the bottle of wine right now, but I could get her, I don't know, something else, but... <laughs> baby clothes. Yeah, baby clothes. Bring home some baby clothes. And no, that's for the baby. You need yeah, to get her something. Crying. It's a tearjerker moment. Chocolate. I, I'm, I'm not used to these emotions yet. That causes tears, and I don't know why, and it's weird. <laughs> Just rub her feet and say, don't worry, in a few months you'll be getting drugs, it's fine. Okay, there we go. There Everything we go. is going to be fine. Just right. in that sentence. Put her on this It's going to be fine. When you guys think about, let's transition a little bit, when we think about the future of technology, I always like to ask this question. Things that you're hoping for, James, when you think about technology that's ahead that maybe we don't have yet or that's we're on the cusp of getting right, any of those mm-hmm. gadgets out there right now that you think about, like, man, I can't wait for this to come out? I've been excited about wearables, but I think the technology is not there yet. I think in two years' time, three years, they'll actually have a watch that is much more effective and intuitive and better than what exists now. If And if you went with a watch today, what would you buy? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to go with Samsung, I think, because I don't have an iPhone. I'm an Android person as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Samsung Wear or 
I don't even know the name of it, but I saw I was impressed with a couple Android ones. So none of those are enticing you right now, even though the price points are pretty sweet it's on one them. One of those products I know I will buy and I'll pay yeah. too much, and in a year's time I will regret that decision. So I'm gonna wait a couple years before it kind of levels out. You sound like an Apple fan. <laughs> you know, James, just wait because. Mark will find a new version of the Pebble, and you will get his old one. Like, yeah, because he's he's yes. a Pebble guy. He loves the Pebble. Aesthetically, the Pebble doesn't do it for me. That's um, true. They're not but, pretty, but they're great. The, like the iWatch is beautiful. I thought about getting an iPhone just so I could get an iWatch, but again, I think the technology is not quite ready. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. So. You're right. If I, I mean, this was a gift, um, and it's fantastic, and I use it every day, and I couldn't live without it. But you're right, the technology, if you can wait a year, even two years, three years, these things are going to be rock solid and half the price because mm -hmm. right now there's so much stuff on it that I'm like, you know, in two, three years, it's going to be even that much better. You've got the right idea. I just don't have the patience. Fitness tracker, I don't think it's quite there yet, but right. I think it's really, it will come along a long way. Oh, they will. Mike, I say five years. I, I still think we've got a lot. That's to a long time, time, though. You think of how much device. stuff yeah. has happened in the last five years, though? I know, but I still think we're five years from really good devices. I, Okay. I have the band too, and it struggles a little bit. And I have I haven't seen any device yet that I go, oh, this does it, this does everything, it does everything right, and I don't have to monkey with it. You know, mm -hmm. the band has a huge battery problem. Like if I miss a battery charge cycle in a day, in other words, it's charging right now while I'm on the podcast because I want to wear it to bed so that I can, you know, track my sleeping and all that stuff, right? Oh. <laughs> and so you have to find this spot in the day to get 30 minutes or 45 minutes to get it charged. Well, if I get busy or my routine changes and I miss that charge, I'm screwed. And that That's no device. Think, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, it's weird when you think about it. When you need a device and it's only and you want to wear it all day, when do you charge it? be great if you could charge it off your body or something like that. Right, like I've thought about that too. Yeah. Can't you just go off of if, you know, if it's, because I use a Fitbit every day. If I walk, can you just recharge yourself? That would be great. Kinetic they have energy, the watches yeah. that do yeah. that. I mean, there's actually watch watches. Yeah, yeah you, yeah. as you walk and move, they yeah. build a battery. Well, you know, these just the, take up too much juice. The yeah, yeah. yeah the, the mechanical requirements for those are much more than just <laughs> winding the Rolex oh, right. or, or whatever that well, that's is going to have to be. Technological thing I saw in a TED talk where they can transmit electricity through the air, which is a technology I think will come about sooner than we think, and that'll be a huge turning point when you don't have to actually charge things or have plugs running everywhere. That'll be a breaking point. Oh, the battery is the limit right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. That that is a great future technology if we can do that without killing ourselves. I'm just afraid with that sure. much electricity electricity flowing through the air. You know, we <laughs> yeah. we. we, we if, I think if we actually saw, like if you think about the radio band spectrum, and we saw all the radio waves that are flowing through our bodies, that's, mm -hmm. you know, you'd be like, oh, that, that could that be bad? That can't be good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in college, my dorm room, the, the industrial-sized router that covered the entire floor of this complex was right above my bed. Like, I could have <laughs> cut out internet to the entire building by just chopping it off, and I just know that that was not good the entire two years that I slept under that thing every single night. I'm like, this can't be good. This thing is no. huge. Like, you're pumping radio waves into my body all night. So we'll see how I turn out in the future. It hasn't had any bad effects. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a good thing but... the human race uh, has a Darwinian effect to it. Some of us will survive. And, uh, it's and not going to be me, though, after that. The I can say that. <laughs> it's good it's... thing I'm already having a kid. He'll pass it on because I'm, you know those radio waves are going to take an effect. It's scary <laughs> to think all the stuff that's going on. Emily, when you think about gadgets on your end that haven't happened yet that 
would you know we always joke about the wife acceptance factor you know my show is like 99.9% guys <laughs> i'm just yeah. saying right you're like our one lately you're Point the, you're the one, one, one percent woman right there. Up in the chat room, right? we haven't had a we haven't had a woman show up in the chat room in like 3 years right and then you start, <laughs> no one knows how to react like oh oh wait uh, oh, should we not say anything what are we, what are oh we my gosh about? no if if people listen to me on the podcast like james will set me off it's just f bombs back and forth so no, no. I know you have the capacity, so it's yeah. all good. You're 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 yeah, hanging exactly. with the guys in our chat room you're for sure. You're a member now, you know. Yeah. But anything for you, Emily, as you think about future technologies that you know? We, oh, we so we say the wife acceptance factor all the time, right? Because we got to yeah. get these purchases past our significant others. Anything, you know, the Echo we mentioned has really great. I mean, my wife has taken to it. Mike's has too. Anything you're looking forward to, or some technology that would help you? I'm looking forward to less wires. I just want to recharge things. Like I know there's um, at IKEA. I always look at it. There's a table or a lamp, and you can put a special phone case on my iPhone and charge it just by putting it on there. And I'm like, but this phone case is so ugly. I just want to be able to just you know, and not deal with wires, not trying to find it. And with iPhone wires, they're different than all the mini USBs we have for everything else. Mm -hmm. And that was actually why I was late coming in, was I was looking for something that wasn't a mini USB to plug into my microphone. I'm like, I know we have one cable. We have one cable that is, you know, a larger one. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to more wireless charging for everything. <laughs> That's my Yeah, thing. I think, well, and I think wireless charging, you know, battery technology has a way to go to, to, mm -hmm. to get it. Right. And then I think the idea of wireless charging or I really think we have a better chance of just of just every surface becomes a, a charger from that. You know, so sure. it looks like it's a service, but when you set it down, it's actually inductive as opposed There's, to yeah. wireless. Charging, it's inductive charging. There's some Ikea hacks where people have built yep. wireless chargers into their tables. I just got a Edge 7 which has built in the wireless charging capability. I don't care enough about it to buy a wireless charger, but I think it's neat. James, they put it in there for you. you you're insulting <laughs> them by All not right. using it. Come on. I'll do it. <laughs> just well, for you gadget guys, I'll do it. Yeah, it'll make us feel better. And then don't actually. Just say you're going to. and then Exactly. Uh, it's an empty promise. Don't actually just, do it. Just but. wait. Mark will have it soon enough, and you can come to our house and find a way to charge Great. it. <laughs> yeah. Emily, is he really just, is he just on the cutting edge of everything? Is he, is, is that the way it is? Um, not as far as buying things. He, he can hold himself back with buying things, but he is always interested. I think he's on the wire cutter a lot and um, the sweet home. Those are his two favorite sites for anything gadgety. Yeah. You does mentioned he the podcast? Oh. But, he, yeah, he does. He's on Skippable. Yeah, he's on James's oh, uh, podcast. Yeah. Now there's the connection. <laughs> Gotcha. But he's talking about music, not gadgets. Yeah. yeah. Does he does he do any technology podcasting at all? No. Why? I think he would be more worried that like he would just spend more money to talk about gadgets. <laughs> Thank like, you. That's why I hate being his co-host because uh, I spend way more money than I'm supposed to because of that guy sitting right there. <laughs> well, I mean, even when we when we went out and um, bought a fridge. We had to go to the sweet home. We had to go to, you know, and look at all of these. And then we finally went to the Sears outlet, and I'm like, I like that one. Look, the door. You can open it up. I can put my wine bottle in without it having to tip either way. That's all I'm after. It's Did like you a car. Did you want to go to Sears with a wine bottle, Emily? 
I know the dimensions of a wine bottle, James. <laughs> I didn't need to go there with it. Tape measure and that's it. She's good. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well, he's listening out there now. Oh, he's, yeah. in the, he's in the chat room and he says I can only have one show. That's the only thing he can do. So that's James, his rule. That's oh, he is mine. out there. There you go. James, yeah. it must be a pretty good show if uh, if you can only have one show and he's doing. He's also new to podcasting. I think he'll. Yeah. It'll he'll, snowball. He'll get the bug. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. if he's a tech guy, like he was looking at you podcasting, saying, "I want to do that." That just had to happen. Well, he was the one who, um, it, when I told him I wanted to get into podcasting, he was like, "Oh my God, I get to, I get to buy an, uh, you know, a mixer and microphones, and this is great. You're, you're gonna." I'm gonna buy this stuff for you, and I'm like, that's eh, okay. We have mic, we have rock band mics. It's fine. We can just plug them right into the computer. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not the way we yeah, no. <laughs> Well, if you're listening live, hang on. We're gonna, if you guys can stay around for a little bit of the post show, we're gonna dig in. In the post show, we'll dig in a little bit to your podcasting equipment. You guys, you guys, okay with that? Can we keep yeah. you around for a little bit longer yeah. and do oh, that? Yeah. So, so that we don't. I did a show a ways back, and I had a podcaster on, and we literally talked the whole show about podcasting. And of course, I got notes from listeners: too much podcasting. <laughs> so you know, our podcasting mechanics. We kind of saved that for Saturday. So I thought, well, maybe we'll hang on and uh, and talk uh, the podcasting stuff in the post show. Emily, from a uh, so you you talked about you have Hue lights. Any other home automation that you guys have installed that you find particularly useful at this point, or is still everything too early oh, to, to be useful? Well, it's not really automation, but we have um. I showed you before, we have the projector, which is, you can kind of see it above me here, and it goes to um, the projector screen. And the um, computer he uses is a Nook, this tiny little, like, itty-bitty thing. Mm -hmm. And he has this Matrix 4x2 switch. And I, I'm reading his notes. I don't actually know what this does. <laughs> I don't what know what to say right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like 4x2 or 4x2, 4 times 2 It's a Matrix 4x2 switch. <laughs> I can even throw the Amazon link in. He put that in. But, nice. Look at that. But, but yeah, oh, yeah, he... Um, so we can see what's on the projector, and this is downstairs in our basement, and we can also, there's a switch where I can also, we have a wireless keyboard and a wireless mouse at, in the living room, which is upstairs, so we can switch it between, and he can also come downstairs and play PlayStation 4 while I'm upstairs using the same the, the computer because of this switch. I don't, it's magic. I think it's witchcraft. Yeah, just say it's magic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a witchcraft. You do a great job explaining it, though. Like, my wife is the same way. I can do this. I don't know how I can do it, but I can do it. Like, when I want to watch a movie, I click on Plex, and it's just right. there. I can, I can yeah. do it. I don't know how. So, you know, and that's that's Hannah, too, and she loves it, though. And all our friends are like, okay, now I need to ask you, Mike, how would you do it? Because Hannah said this thing's awesome, and I approve of what she says. When you tell it to me, you're just a nerd. She's the cool person who actually uses it, you know? Uh, yeah, and it, it and it's really funny because sometimes um, I'll be editing upstairs and he'll be downstairs jamming with everybody, and he'll watch me research for the show. And they both James and Mark came up last week, and they're like, "Hey, so you were looking at a lot of stuff about Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that's for the show." <laughs> <laughs> he's in the chat correcting you, by the way. He's like, "Okay, four by two, two out, four in." Okay, he's, good. He's, he's giving us the lowdown over there. It's good, yeah. it's good to have him in the chat room. Yeah, Mark, yeah. we're coming out listening tonight yeah. and, and correcting. It's awesome. Um, I know he did explain it to me, and sometimes I have to be like, "Explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old." Just he's like, "Okay, play school." With the if you take Play-Doh and you put four pieces of Play-Doh in here, it will come out of two little spaghetti holes. So I'm like, okay, great. 
Great. Great. That, that I get. works. There you that go. I get. That, that works. Well, we know the technology is mature when you don't have to explain it that way. Like when it just works, right? Mm-hmm. As, 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 as gadget guys, and most of the folks that listen to this show are hardcore into the tech gadgets. We we find all these hoops to jump through and you got well if you're standing this way and if you turn this screw to the left and then you dance a little bit over here, then it kind of <laughs> works, you know? And we're we, we can't then we can't figure out why everybody doesn't want to use it. You know, because it's yeah. like, well it's because you can't set it up. You have to, you know, you have to you have to read a blog post to, or two or three or ten to get the stupid thing set up. And so we always and then for us, by the time that technology gets general market and it works, we're not interested anymore because it's it's everybody can use it. There's nothing to talk about, you know. And so it rolls off into that, and and people are like, well, that's a that's kind of a cool technology. We're like, well, that's not cool. It's easy, you know. Yeah. And so it's yeah, it's <laughs> one of those things where by the time it gets easy, it's nobody really wants to talk about it anymore. Right. Like cell phones. Like you know, uh, we, who really? I mean, there's some cool things. Mike, you mentioned an app and some of those kind of things, but really. Have we we've really kind of stopped talking about the cell phone? It's stagnant. It's yeah. you know they're all the same, and and we've talked about the fight being over between Android and Apple. I mean they're pretty much the same exact product. Yeah, it's just it's what what of, ecosystem you want to live in, right? You kind of yeah. use whatever works. So yeah, you know, use what works for you. Yeah, cool. and you know how the phone you're supposed to it makes calls too, and everyone kind of forgets about that. I actually called up <laughs> AT and T last week because I'm like I don't want voicemail anymore. Can you just take it off my phone? They're like. Oh, you you don't want voicemail? I'm like, yeah, I don't want I don't want people to think that I'm going to call them back. I'll either text them, <laughs> I'll message them, I'll tweet them. I'm not going to call them back. I I just can't I can't do it anymore. No. That's a did great they idea. Take it off or what? They did, did take it off. Disable it? Really? Yeah. Yep. They were able to. Di- they were like, are you sure? And I'm like, I don't use it. It's just my mom or telemarketers. I don't want to talk to either of those people. No. So. No. So when someone calls <laughs> you, then it just it just says you know, voicemail just, not set up. Many yeah, it, it'll say voicemail not set up or because um, they set. tested it with me and I was like, this is amazing. They're like, I'm sorry, this this person is not available right now. Click. That's yeah. nice because you're right. It's my it's my mom or yep. okay, it's my mom. That's that's all that I get yeah. voicemails. My voicemail is for my dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what they're all for. Isn't that funny? That's like our parents. Yeah. Like everybody else, if they can't get a hold of you, well, first they text, they never yeah. call. No. Yeah. Nobody calls first. Like I, I text first, somebody, saying, like, hey, do you have a second? I, exactly. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that interesting that we've changed that pattern to now we kind of ask for permission to call? Where, <laughs> like 20 it's years ago, we just called. Yeah. Like yeah. Nobody, nobody said, hey, would it be okay if I called? And now uh, it's like, hey, you got a minute? Yeah, then you call. Or you just have a text conversation. It's crazy how far we've, you know, the technology to get this kind of communication back and forth is so great. We can do video whenever we want, like, yeah. but nobody wants that conversation. You know, they're like, no, I'll just text. And yeah. so it must, it must be, I know it's ease. I also think there's a fear in the communication sometimes of like, I don't really want to talk to you. I just want you to get this information. I want to be done <laughs> with you. <Yeah. laughs> and so it's funny how we've just, we've really gotten away. Well, we have the best ways of communicating we've ever had, and yet we probably communicate less. You yeah. Know, than we yeah, ever absolutely. Had, so. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, we're coming to the end of the the recorded part. We're going to stay around a little bit for the post-show, if that's okay with you guys. We'll hang oh, out and we'll dig in a little bit into podcasting gear and talk about it. Cool. We want to say, both Mike and I, I want to say, guys, thanks for coming on. It's been great listening to your podcasts. And uh, keep keep going with it and keep doing it. I, I will look forward to future editions. So 41, have you guys decided what 41 is going to be and, and what are you going to cover? 
Well, James's birthday is actually May 25th. Oh, day before so, mine. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, oh. And um, so James has this thing where <laughs> <laughs> whenever I eat something and I'm kind of done with it, he's like, oh, are you all done? Are you going to throw that out? Yeah, I, so so I, I started being like, okay, here, here, James, you can always have my scraps. scraps. Yeah, so we're just doing, we're actually doing cheers to scraps, and we're going to go back through old episodes and say, you know what, I, I did this research, I didn't get to use it on the episode, and we're going to do a whole episode of just, um, oh, remember in that episode about comedy? Well, I found out this really interesting thing about Sinead O'Connor from Saturday Night Live, and uh, actually it wasn't very comedic, so I didn't throw it in, but I still did the research. Uh -huh. So we're just going to do a bunch of those. And uh, That's cool. Yeah. Cheers to scraps. Cheers yeah. to scraps. But well, episode 42, we definitely want to get kind of geeky in that because, you know, 42 is the answer hey, to... Guide. Yeah, um... So yeah, we're we're looking for geek ideas for that. <laughs> oh, good. Do do you guys take? Do you, have you had? Are you getting listener feedback, or and are you getting people sending in suggestions? Yeah. We did cheers to friendship because someone someone asked. An episode and also yeah. chocolate. I think was a listener idea. Chocolate was. Um, yeah. How do they get suggestions in? How do you? What's the best way? Or when you guys. Think about you get audience feedback. What's the best way to get it into you guys? Is it Twitter or email? Yeah, they can tweet, email, everything. I mean, our website, we pretty much it's, have a big... It's 99% Twitter. <laughs> most folks are on Twitter. Yeah, most people know. are on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I, I get a few who email, and I get a few on Twitter, and I get a few through the Facebook group. There's no, like, one channel. I kind of got to be in all... Mine was yeah. email and Twitter. Email's like, okay, I think, like, you got one demographic and then Twitter. But, the, like... That was, for me, that was it, really. If I wanted feedback, it was Twitter and email. Yeah. So simple. It's just always interesting uh, when you start talking with your listeners, you know, and they start getting a hold of you and you have those conversations, and you just never know what you're going to get, you know. You're like, huh, I didn't realize that was going to set somebody off. Right. Or, What's funny know, is, is people think that on Twitter they're talking to James and I like there is this kind of weird thing with like a woman podcasting where they're like hey dude I loved your episode like that was awesome bro like yeah and I'm like thank you very much and they're like thank you very much with an exclamation point and they're like oh my god this is Emily isn't it I'm like yep <laughs> apparently my exclamation points give me away <laughs> Well, Proper Emily, English, no abbreviations. Dang, this is a woman. That's, Emily. <laughs> that's it. It's yeah. spelled right. Yeah. It's spelled correctly. Emily, uh, do you find as a as a female podcaster? I mean, there's, it's getting more common. I mean, it started with a whole bunch of guys. I mean, it was a sausage fest to get begin to begin with. But are you finding? Do you connect with other other ladies that are podcasting, or or are you kind of out on out on? Yeah, an I don't like. I don't really see it as as like, oh, another female podcaster. Yeah. Like, oh, we need to be close friends. It's like whoever show I like, whoever I get along with, it's fine. And you know, in in some podcasting communities, it's you know, I I I never really think about being the minority in there. And they'll they'll get really gross and crass, and then I'll come in, and usually my screen name is Classy Podcast. And they're like, oh no, and I'm like, no, 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 guys, guys, hi. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, James mentioned it earlier. Classy is uh, a little bit of there's a little humor in that. You guys uh, not necessarily safe for work all the time, yeah. uh, which I appreciate the humor in it. And uh, so, if you're gonna jump out and listen to that, we've we're, just, we're warning you. Actually, we should have probably warned you earlier. But sure. 
Well, they didn't uh, turn off your show to go put on our show. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just be be aware. I always say, you know, uh, be yeah. aware as you jump into that. But I always, I think it's terribly funny and uh, and really enjoy really enjoy hanging out with you guys uh, during the week. So thanks yeah. for coming out Thank and you. being part of our Absolutely. show. I got hang tight. I got a few things to roll through just to get out of here, and then uh, we'll talk a little podcasting in the post show. I'll just remind everybody if you have questions or comments, contributions, those things. We mentioned that earlier at Jim at the Average Guy TV, and I always appreciate the email stuff that you send in. Or follow me on Twitter at Jay Collison. Mike, uh, since you've quit podcasting, are you still on Twitter? You're still doing all that stuff, right? YouTube.com slash Mike Wieger. That okay. there's the link I'm giving out because the okay. vlogs, everything are there, and that's, that's all my. Content. You're vlogging pretty regularly now, right? Yeah, yeah. We I put up one right before the, there was uploading last I was in pre-show for the show. Oh, that's what you're uploading. Yeah, and it finally, then it finally sent out everything as we were yeah. talking. So my computer's Good. been going crazy. And but, that's kind of been your project, right? Kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's fun. Getting out of law school and taking the bar. And is how I find my next podcasting thing, which will be after I find out how the stresses of a real big boy job happen in August. Uh, <laughs> vlogging is my current everyday thing. So, so not, yeah, not only a big boy job, but you'll be a lawyer. Let's just yeah. let's just be really clear about that. Yes, I'll be a lawyer and stuff like that. So until I figure out what I can do with the podcast, vlogging is my current thing. So youtube.com slash Mike Weeger is where all my stuff's at. Cool. We'll remind everyone the AverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. I know we've been promising, speaking of Maple Grove, I know we've been promising a Christian Johnson podcast on Cyber Frontiers. Christian and I are just having trouble getting connected and getting that all going. So It was summer coming. We're hoping to get some time but and bring Cyber Frontiers at least back for the summer. But, of course, you can get all that uh, he, uh, through the hosting service at maplegrovepartners.com. If you're thinking about doing WordPress or podcasting, 10 bucks a month gets you started. He hosts both WordPress and the media files, so you don't have to split those up. And uh, pretty good deal. If you're thinking about doing that, check out maplegrovepartners.com. We'll thank Roger over at WLMN Radio. Oh, you guys didn't know we are broadcasting terrestrial radio. You probably didn't know that, James. Nope. Natalie, but James didn't know. I knew. Radio. <laughs> yes. You're in famous. Grafton, West you guys, Virginia. You guys might want to get. You guys might want to get agents out in Grafton, West Virginia. <laughs> Hey, West Virginia. <laughs> hey, what's going on? We haven't heard from anybody that. I'm challenging them. Maybe I'll send you a T-shirt. Send me an email. If you're listening to us on the radio, we'd love to hear if you're Please. actually doing that. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. I still think, Mike, that's going to happen someday, that we're going to get one of those radio guys. I'm listening I'm to you in my car. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, you Someone can also listen to be listening, right? Well, well, they are. I mean, we, I, I get reports of it, and, and they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's in their car. It's on the radio, and it's picked up. So Yeah, very cool. Yeah. We... Uh, you can also listen, just a reminder, listen to Home Gadget Geeks on the new Android iPhone app, both uh, live and recorded versions available out there. All day in the iPhone, Mike, I really wish they would stop locking so much down the iPhone and allow that Spreaker app to download, but they don't. Which do I don't that. know why it's just that app, because I, I have plenty of other You have other ones? That, yeah, I have other apps that you're able to download. Know, maybe i got to get the guys at Spreaker. I mean, to think about every other app. podcast app in the Apple That's store, true. Right? You That's use true. other podcast apps, and they all download. That's They're true. fine. It's, it's, I think it's on Spreaker. I'll just say I it. I think you're right. Rob Greenlee, uh, he's not listening. But, Rob, if you are, could you get that fixed? We'd appreciate yeah. it. And, uh, of course, that Spreaker app sponsored by LastPass, and there's never been a better time <laughs> with the LinkedIn hack coming out to be on LastPass. I literally went in and changed my LastPass password with one click. So go in. That's what I do with eBay. Look at that. Boom. <laughs> I got the email, and I was like, I'm not going to use your email link. I'm going to use LastPass. That's right. Go, go in there. Them. Hit auto change, and it will take about, I don't know, maybe two minutes, and it changes your password for you. Reassigns a new password, and you think, oh, did that really work? And then I went to my phone, and I was locked out of LinkedIn on my phone because the password had changed. 
and then I went in, copied that password, brought it into LinkedIn, and signed in. So never been a better time to be on LastPass. If you're checking them out, lastpass.com. Remember, it's like 12 bucks a year for the premium, so not not very expensive if you want to do that. We want to thank you for supporting the uh, the network, the AverageGuy.tv Tech Scholarship Fund. When you purchase through Amazon at theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon. And of course, if you're in Canada, you can use theaverageguy.tv slash CA to get that done. For Gail, I forgot to mention in the beginning, you know, we are part of the Geeks Network. And uh, even though we're down an Apple-based podcast, because Mike's dropped out of that, you can get uh, access to a lot of really cool tech podcasts and a few others out there at thegeeksnetwork.com. We're out here every Thursday. We'll be here next Thursday. It's my birthday. We're going we're gonna to podcast anyways. It's my party. Wow, oh, you're making a commitment right nice. now. Right, I'm, I'm committing to it right now. Go I'm for it. Birthday. You, you do you. We are in. You and me, Mike. It's just you and me. Love it. We're gonna we're gonna talk about birthday <laughs> gadgets, like things you want when you yeah, things <laughs> you want for your birthday that are gadget related, and uh, and we are here every Thursday 8 p.m. Central 9 Eastern out at theaverageguy.tv/live, and um, I don't have any shows lined up for the next couple weeks. I usually this is the part where I say, oh, we got some great shows coming up. <laughs> I don't. So we're that's gonna have to it. Book, which is rare. This is the first time since I've been a co-host. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. There we go. Set sail. This is the good last podcast. You know, actually, we'll, we'll have a few things for you out there. I just got to get busy on scheduling. And so we want to thank you for listening. Stay around for the post show. We're going to talk a little podcast uh, tech when we do that. And with that, we'll say good night, everybody.